Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium and intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Thank you everyone for coming to Spirit School again. This is a new segment I wanted to incorporate into Spirit School, which is simply a pep talk with Danielle. I have noticed I go on tangents on Instagram with things that I am so passionate about speaking about. And so I wanted to incorporate little mini episodes that just share the spiritual philosophy around some of our most common fears in this human experience and on the spiritual and mediumship development journey. So enjoy the first pep talk with Danielle being you know what is keeping you what fear is keeping you back from fully stepping into your power fully stepping into uh your gifts of serving the world of spirit but um i know how you guys feel so about 13 people responded to that question and at least 10 of you it was almost all of you said the number one thing that keeps you from fully stepping out of the closet fully getting in tune with your spiritual gifts for the intention of serving the world of spirit, meaning putting yourself out there so that you can help raise the consciousness, help raise the vibration of this planet, help be uh, an orchestra for healing when it comes to our human experience. And that's really what we're doing. And um, the number one fear was judgment. It was literally judgment of what other people will think of you. It was judgment of uh, people thinking that you're a fraud, I totally get it. I am very vulnerable on my podcast around my journey around this. Like I didn't come out of the closet for almost four years because I was so concerned around my reputation, especially trying to build a reputation in the corporate world for the first time as an adult. Right. And I felt like there was so much tied into my name, so much tied into the work. Um, and it was, it was, painstaking and it was kept me in analysis paralysis quite frankly it's like I knew I had these gifts I knew it lit me up I knew it brought me more joy than anything else could possibly give me but was I willing to risk my reputation uh, on this path and the answer is yes because here I am today but I totally get it. I remember when I had my son in 2017 or 16 and in 2017 is when I launched my website and kind of like put it out there and I came busting out of the closet after four years of development and I said, okay, here I am. But I had to go talk to my boss. I had to go talk to an indigenous woman that I cared and respected about more than anyone else I had ever met in my life. This was the first woman that I ever worked with because I always worked with men before because I was in the motorsports industry. And this was somebody who wanted me to rise. Like she was totally the opposite of what you figured a corporate boss would be, especially a female corporate boss. She wanted me to succeed. And I knew that she had big plans for me. She was fast tracking me to, you know, executive. Like she wanted to give me every single opportunity to rise. And here I was three months into my maternity leave. Can we have lunch? Okay, so I bought her some sushi, went and sat in her office, and it was the most uncomfortable conversation I have ever had in my life, where I said, okay, 
I have something to tell you because you're going to see it online and I want you to hear it from me first. And you have to understand this is somebody that I completely admired and still do to this day. Me and her quit actually the job at almost the same time. <laughs> we still talk and stay in touch and she's doing phenomenal. And it was probably one of the hardest conversations I've ever had in my life. And I told her, I said, okay, I'm a medium. What's that? Well, it means XXX. And you have to understand at this point, I've been developing, doing practice readings for three and a half years. So I wasn't quite out there yet. And I was still kind of unsure what my role was in was with my gifts. Like, what is my role? What does spirit want for me? I was still trying to flush all that out at that time too. She wasn't not supportive, but I definitely left that experience with a little bit of regret. I'm like, wow, I don't know if that could have gone worse. She was just like, okay, yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, she was so uncomfortable and she still is. I still Zoom with her every once in a while. But the fact of the matter is not everyone believes in what we do. And it is not our position or our place to try to convince anyone otherwise. What we have to do is continue to show up authentically, continue to show up in the world, you know, really with a desire, really with intention and really with a clear conscience. Like I know I have this gift for a reason. I don't doubt that I have this ability for a reason. And even though I didn't know what that was at that time, I knew it was important enough to show up in the world fully as myself. And that's how I decided to kind of come out of the closet. My first experience was a very awkward one and the rest didn't matter because I got through that first one. Somebody I respected more than anything else in the world. My parents were funny because, um, you know, it, they, they have changed a lot as they got older and as they entered retirement. My dad is very spiritual. So is my mom. Um, she's very um, into this kind of stuff now. We've been, you know, we used to watch John Edwards together when I was a teenager. And so we were always open to mediumship. Uh, but when I stepped into being a medium, I was very nervous to tell them without a doubt. And last year when I quit my job for the first time, and I quit my job a few times, the first thing my dad said to me, and he's really funny, he was like, oh my God, we're gonna be homeless. Like literally that was his reaction. We are going to be homeless. Like, cause I was giving up my big corporate job to do this work full time. And I just burst out laughing. I was like, dad, we will always have a roof over our head. Don't worry. The first time I told my husband, I'm a medium, about six months after my first child was born, the first thing he said to me is, you're not going to quit your job, are you? Right? Judgment. And so I had this story with me for the next seven years that I am not supported doing this work full time. It was finally my husband in January of this year who said, you have to quit your job. You got to do this work. And so he came around. It took him seven years of me not trying to convince him. I'm not trying to get him involved in what I'm interested in. I'm the one who's changed. He's the one who's kind of stayed the same. So we're just like growing together as best we can. But he came around and he came around to a point where he trusted me so much with my gifts that he gave me his full blessing to take the risk, make the leap, walk through my fear, embrace courage. And here I am today. So I totally get judgment. I totally understand that. And my boss, when I went back to work, uh, I worked for her for about another six months before I transitioned to another position. Um, and this was kind of like the beginning of the end of my corporate career. But she still respected me. She never wanted to talk about my spiritual gifts or abilities. Like even now, like when I talk about my business with her, she's, she's interested, but she doesn't want to know more. And I respect that. Um, but I still show up and talk about what I'm passionate about because if I don't share my passion, 
what am I doing? Like, what am I doing with my life? Who would want to talk to me? I have nothing to say to anybody other than talking from a passionate place. I don't have time for small talk. Anyone who took my quiz, I'm very claircognizant, and there's even a question in the claircognizance in the quiz is, I hate small talk, right? I don't have it in me. I am just so filled with passion that I need to talk to people who are passionate. They don't have to have, be passionate in the same thing I'm passionate about, but I wanna feel passion when I'm connecting with someone, when I'm sharing my energy. And, you know, this is all about energy. It's, you know, what you give out is what you receive. And now I only attract people who are extremely passionate in their lives. And they're passionate about totally different things. Some people are totally passionate about fitness. Other people are very passionate about animals. Um, other people are just like, passionate about passion and those are the people I really like to engage and spend my time with so by coming out of the spiritual closet I weeded out the people who are no longer in alignment with me and don't get me wrong you can't weed out your parents your parents may not understand but one thing I know through doing thousands of readings and working with all generations is our parents generation and the generation before are all about safety and they're all about security. They're the ones who grew up in wartime. They're the ones who grew up on rations. They're the ones who lived and died in their careers. And we know that that's not a reality now, right? That old system is dying. And we're seeing that now with COVID. We're seeing that now more than ever, that the old corporate structure and the masculine way of, you know, living our lives is dying. It doesn't, it doesn't hold true anymore. And I'm covered in shivers even talking about it because it's going to be real hard to get people back at their desks after this, I guarantee you. And people have had time to work out their passions and they're starting to get very curious. So it's going to be very hard to go back to that patriarchal structure after this is done. And the other thing I really wanted to talk about when it comes to this fear of judgment, and Carl Young talks about this, Wayne Dyer talks about this, and it's around, you know, none of us are living like we're dying, but we are. We, we live as if we're not going to die, and we are going to die. We are currently in the process of dying, right? Each and every one of us. And there's this concept of how do you want to live? Right? I'm an end-of-life doula, and when I was going through my training last year, we really talked about the regrets of the dying. If you've ever read Tuesdays with Maury, um, even like Anita Margiano's book, um, The Regrets of the Dying, the number one regret is not following their dreams. The number one regret of the dying is not pursuing what they were passionate about. So at the end of life, it's you and your thoughts. It's you and your memories. You don't have any of your stuff around you. You don't have the house that you built. You don't have the car that you worked so hard for. You don't have even the jewels that you possessed. You have your memories. So if you can imagine now what you're going to be thinking about when your time comes, and it will come, it comes to all of us, none of us escape this, what are you gonna be thinking about, right? What are you gonna be proud reflecting back on and what are you gonna regret? Right? Our parents would have been transitioned by then, if that's our biggest fear. They have a new perspective in their uh, new lens, through their spirit eyes. And I know that they would have gone through their own process of looking at their life and what they could have pursued versus what they didn't. And that's a real thing. That's a real thing. So you're at the end of your life with your thoughts and your memories. So you have to choose wisely how you want to actually live your life. And you have to understand that none of us are making it out of here. So what are we going to do with our time while we're here? 
right? And there's many of us who are attracted to work with me um, who are in my age group, right? We're in what Carl Jung talks about, the, the afternoon of our lives, right? The morning, the afternoon, and the evening. We haven't entered the evening of our life. But I know that, because I have a lot of clients in their 60s and their 70s as well, they're the generation that is thinking, holy crap, I don't have a lot of time left. What do I want to do with my time? So that mindset is coming. None of us are going to escape it. We are going to reach an age and we're going to reach a point where we are going to be all about chasing our passion. So why not start now? Because we know that's where we're going to be heading. You can talk to anybody. Ask your parents this. Ask your grandparents this. Ask different people in your life who are in that age range. Do you have any regrets? Did you have any passions you didn't pursue that you wish you did? I bet you there's going to be some. And I tell you, there's nobody who's aligned with spiritual work that doesn't have a light in their heart, that doesn't have a passion to pursue. Every single person does. So I want you to think about that. I want you to really think about, is this fear of judgment? Is this fear of people who probably don't matter when I'm literally facing the end of my life? I'm not going to be thinking of these people. Does what they think of me now, is that worth the trade-off of not pursuing what my potential is, what my destiny is? I'm going to say no, right? It's not It's not worth it. And I love um, James Brown Proud talks about this where he talks about um, whatever their people think of me is none of my business. It literally isn't. And you are not going to be everybody's cup of tea, I can guarantee you. Even when you fully step into this work, you're going to be encountering people who... Not everyone, I'm not a medium for everybody. I've had clients where I haven't been completely in alignment with and you let those ones go with ease because you know that you're just creating more space of energy for the people who are aligned and at your vibrational level to enter and come in. So it's a real fear. I'm not going to try to belittle it and say it's not a fear but sometimes with fears you don't get over them you just walk through them and you just go through them because if you don't it's just going to be hanging on you and fear makes people sick if you read Anita Morgiano's book Dying to Me Me she is convinced that fear made her sick and not only made her sick but kept her sick and I know even myself I have been hospitalized with fear I have had an anxiety attack I have been put on a heart monitor I have gotten ill because of fear and not following my passion and it's not worth the trade-off. It's not worth the trade-off at all. I promise each and every one of you, it's not. Um, yeah, it's just poison. I don't know if anyone loves listening to, oh man, what's his name? Joel. Joel Estine, I think his name is. He's on Super Soul Sunday often. He's a pastor. And he always says, he's like, fear is the poison in your life. And it is. It will make you sick and it will keep you sick. I promise you. So how do you walk through fear? How do you manage fear? You just have to show up and do the thing. The people judgment is real. I'm not going to lie, but it doesn't matter if you're in it because once you cross over that threshold of fear and the people that are in your life now, you just kind of do the thing and they might judge you for a minute and then they think of something else because the truth is too, people think about you a lot less than you think they do. And that's very true too, right? This, this afternoon of our life is a very ego place to be. It's still living within the realm of the ego, right? It's not until we enter the evening of our life that we kind of shed our ego a little bit more and we become more free. And we almost have like a permission slip. Even my dad was talking about the other day, who's just reached over 60. He's like, man, like my husband's reaching 50. I'm reaching 40. My dad just turned 60. he'll be 63 this year he's telling my husband he's like nick once you get to 60 you really don't give a shit and i'm like that's so refreshing so i'm just gonna not give a shit now 
because I know that day is coming. So why am I going to waste my energy on fear now? Um, yeah, I just think it's real. It's real. I totally get it, but I promise you, you can walk through it, each and every one of you. And when you go through it, you're like, okay, that wasn't so bad. Whew, I wasted years worried about that. I wasted years. And the other thing I really want to say around this too is it's my strongest belief that you're not going to miss an opportunity. You can't miss it. So if at one point in your life, you don't have the courage to walk through that fear, you will get another opportunity to. And spirit will continue to bring you these opportunities to walk through the fear and you will do it one day. And I know you will. And it's kind of up to you. This is where divine free will comes into play. So waking up to your spiritual gifts, coming into this world to awaken to your spiritual gifts is destiny. When and how is divine free will? So you have a choice. You have a choice. And one of the best of pieces of advice my guides gave me is you can't fuck this up. I promise you, you cannot make a wrong decision. You will make decisions that will create more flow and abundance, and you will make more decisions that create you suffering, right? And suffering is all tied up with the ego as well. And it's very self-inflicted. So you just have to kind of look at your choices, and that's true wealth. So there's your little pep talk by D, by Danielle. And the only other thing I would add to this is I've said this before and I dedicated an entire podcast episode to this philosophy around the antidote to fear is service. So for people who are waking into their spiritual gifts, the more you focus on service, the more you pull your energy away from self and back to the greater picture, which is working on behalf of the world of spirit with integrity, with beautiful intention, and fearlessly. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will be bringing more of these pep talks with Danielle as Spirit School, Spirit School progresses into a podcast that is reaching more and more people every week. And I'm so honored by that. I'm so humbled by um, the experience of putting my passions out there, again, walking through fear to get my voice out there, to get my spiritual philosophies out there, and the stories that are helping other people come out themselves. That's really what I think part of my purpose is. So if this episode helped give you a bit of a permission slip to walk through the fear, to share more of yourself out there because you've got big things to do in this life, I am honored and happy to be even just the smallest part of that process in your healing. Have a good one, guys.